I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Takes a shot. Here's Corey Davis. Wide open. Davis still going. And he's in for the touchdown. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studios, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time for part two of the weekend mailbag. So for that, we bring in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. So let's jump right back into the mailbag. Next question comes in from Alex Arroyo. He says, where do you think Seattle's first round pick and Carolina's second round pick will be in the 2022 draft? I think Seattle's pick will be higher than people expect and Carolina's will be lower than people expect. I think Carolina is going to jump up a little bit. This past year, they picked eighth in the draft. I expect it to be closer to the middle of the pack. They've got pretty good players on that team. Matt Rule's a really good coach. They started to take some strides last year. They didn't win a ton of games, but you could start to see them building something. I think Darnold will be better this year than he was with the Jets. I don't think he's going to be great or anything like that, but he could be serviceable. So I think they may pick somewhere in the middle of the pack. And the Seahawks, I think something similar. They're going to pick a little closer to the middle of the pack. I think their pick will be a little lower than Carolina's, but it's going to be higher than people expect. Yeah, the... Just, just throwing uh, guys out there. Let's say fifteen and sixteen. Like honestly, it could be right next to each other. Probably in the twelve to sixteen range. I feel like you're going to get both of them. Carolina is going to be better. They have uh, some better weapons, more complete team. 
We'll see about Darnold and everything. Uh, but also that division is really bad, except for the Bucks. Like the Bucks are going to cakewalk through that division this year if they they remain anything near healthy. Uh, the Saints, no Drew Brees anymore. The Falcons uh, are just, you know, four players and just a bunch of guys. Um, there's, there's not a lot there. Now, the NFC West is a stacked division. Um, uh, so Seattle, I don't think they they did enough to improve at all over last season. Um, maybe, maybe just getting rid of Schottenheimer as the OC will do enough to improve them. But that's going to be a tough division uh, for them. So, yeah, I, I'd say t- twelve to eighteen. I, I said twelve to sixteen before. Twelve to eighteen probably is right where you're going to find both those guys sandwiched in. Um, <clears throat> the, the again, the Panthers, the division's not good, but that there's 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 still a lot of question marks there. I just don't think Seattle did enough to really improve playing in that tough of a division. As they still have Russell Wilson, so they're not going to be like totally bad. They still have offensive uh, firepower. If Tyrell Lockett can actually stay healthy throughout this season, maybe the offense won't fall off. But again, that division, the NFC, uh, I I think they're going to uh, be not quite as good as a lot of people think. So that 12 to 18 range seems to make the most sense to me. Next question comes in from Thomas Arnone. He says, is the whole Jets need a veteran mentor backup for Wilson storyline overblown? I'd personally be fine letting White and Morgan battle it out in camp with an actual preseason so we can see them take snaps. If they're bad, I'm sure other options will be available after cutdowns. You could go that way. If your theory is if neither one of them steps up, you could grab somebody after cutdowns. I'm not so worried about the mentor part of this because that's what you have a quarterback's coach for. I'm a little more nervous about the idea of nobody behind Zach Wilson having any actual experience in case of an emergency. You know that sign that says, in case of emergency, press the glass, and then you get that emergency axe or whatever it is that's inside the glass? That's what you want. You want somebody with some experience who can come in and not embarrass you if your starting quarterback goes down for a couple of games. As they said in the movie The Program, we need somebody who's good enough to at least maybe get us a split against a couple of bad teams. That's what you're looking for. You want somebody who can maybe have you go 2-2 two and two in games against, say, Miami, New England, Carolina, teams like that. I'm not talking about the way the schedule breaks, just giving you some examples. So I would prefer to see them go out and get somebody like Nick Foles, who they could probably get for nothing. If I were to guess, they could probably get Nick Foles by calling Chicago and offering a conditional seventh rounder where the conditions are so ridiculous that there's absolutely no chance Chicago would ever see them. He doesn't make that much money, if I'm not mistaken. It's something like $5 million each of the next two years, which is perfectly suitable for a backup. I wouldn't mind seeing a move like that. I don't know how comfortable I'd be with James Morgan and Mike White battling it out for the backup job because if anything happened to Zach Wilson, you could be looking at a Luke Falk type of situation and nobody wants that. Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit even further and deeper here than you. Uh, the backup job here, I don't I don't even care about trying to find somebody that's going to you know, try to keep your head above water to try to squeeze out an extra win or two. I'm looking at it as if Zach Wilson has to miss time, I want somebody 
that I can trust to at least run the offense enough that I can evaluate these other players still. I, 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 you throw another Luke Falk out there and it's just burn the tape. We can't even see if Elijah Moore mm-hmm. is any good. Yep. Uh, we can't even tell if Denzel Mims knows what he's doing out there. Um, that's the biggest reason why they need to have uh, a better backup than uh, Mike White or James Morgan right now. If you're going to throw James Morgan out there for a couple games, I'm not even going to look at the tape, just burn it, get it out of here. I'm not going to be able to tell and evaluate anything from that offense. Give me a Nick Mullins who, okay, whether or not they win games, I don't know, but he can run the offense. And if if Denzel Mims and Elijah Moore aren't doing their jobs, we're going to see and notice that. Um, that, That's all I need. Um, and obviously you, you want them to be able to win the game, but that's, it's not even that important. It's just, I need to still be able to have enough competence from the position that I can still evaluate everybody else. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Scott Teaching. He says, what's up with Brian Poole? After the draft, it doesn't look like he's going to get picked up. Is he too old at 28? Is $5 million too much? Was he a problem in the locker room? Is he not a scheme fit? Could the Jets not use a veteran presence in the cornerback room? I think this is a situation where Poole is a good player, but as you said, I don't know that they feel he fits the scheme. And I think they look at a guy like a Michael Carter II, feel like they could get reasonably close production out of him to what they got from Poole in this new scheme and get him for peanuts. I just don't think they love Poole so much. As far as the rest of the league, I'm not sure. He had two really good years in the slot. You'd think somebody would have signed him by now. He can't be asking for that much money, so I'm not entirely sure what the holdup is. Yeah, I think this is is fairly simple. It's mostly it's uh, just 
slot corners are I, I don't want to go as far as to say it's like running backs and the running back don't matter thing, but slot corners are not uh, there's there's a bunch of them and they're not expensive and you can always turn to the draft and find a couple of them. Um, it's a position that teams feel they can replace very easily and and, and inexpensively. But I, I think there's just – so a lot of this is also just teams waiting for past the June 1st thing. Um, but I it's just a, a bunch of different factors, and, and a part of that is I don't feel that there's an urgency there. And I think that, you know, like as you mentioned, they think like Michael Carter too can slide in there and do it just fine. They can have him cheaper and be able to, uh, to work with that there. But – it's it's not um, like oh Brian Poole is is so great because it, Brian Poole had a very good uh, couple years here, but he, like you can find other players to match that type of production. It's not that hard to to find those guys. So I just don't think there's any type of sense of urgency there, and I think that they're gonna wait and see what they have in these mini camps and training camp. And they're going to probably feel comfortable with what Michael Carter too doing that, or, you know, one of the other three to four uh, DB linebacker hybrids that they drafted. So I just, I think that's really what it is. It's just that teams feel that they, they can easily find guys to fill in and, and fill that role. Next question comes in from Michael Christopher. He says, watching the draft on ESPN, Kuiper killed Wilson because of his level of competition, but he had Allen ranked number one in the class back in 2018. Why do you think he did this when Allen played the same level of competition and when Allen stepped up in power five, he threw 10 interceptions and one touchdown against Iowa, Oregon, and Nebraska? Also, moving forward, would you do what the Cowboys did in the draft trade within the division in the first round. In other words, would you be willing to deal with the Patriots, the Dolphins, or the Bills if you felt like it was in your best interest, even if it was helping them? And will it be a failure if Douglas doesn't turn the Adams picks he got into what Miami did in the Tunsil trade? Douglas has to trade back in this upcoming draft, right? A lot of questions, so let's go one by one. First thing, the reason why Kuiper was so negative on Wilson compared to Allen is because Kuyper still can't get off his Sam Darnold grade from 2018. And so he's taking it out on Zach Wilson. It's been very obvious the entire time. He said over and over, I don't have Zach Wilson graded as high as I had Sam Darnold in 2018. That doesn't mean anything anymore. I don't know why anybody would care about what a grade was three years ago. We have three years of NFL tape now, and we can blame Adam Gase. We can blame the Jets organization. We can blame the players around Sam Darnold, whatever you want to do. But we have three years of tape. And so to still hang on that is ridiculous. And the obvious silliness of what you pointed out, Michael, which is that Josh Allen was not just bad against good competition he was terrible and still Mel Kuyper had him as his number one quarterback tells you all you need to know by the way that is why I say Josh Allen is an incredible outlier much more so than somebody like Patrick Mahomes or if Trey Lance ends up becoming good Trey Lance because Lance and Mahomes 
while they were limited in what they showed you at college, you were betting on the traits and hoping you could coach them up, but they were good in college. They produced in college. Even if it was in a limited way, they produced. Josh Allen was bad at Wyoming, really bad. He was bad against bad teams and really bad against good teams, and yet he turned into a really good NFL quarterback, and that's why... I've joked with Drew from Rockpile Report a bunch of times that Allen is going to get a lot of coaches and general managers fired because Allen fails 99 out of 100 times. He succeeded, I think, in large part because he's so mentally unbreakable and he's so driven and determined in a way that most of these guys are not that he was able to take those gifts and somehow turn around how bad he was in college. You're not going to see that very often. So I think that it's kind of a crazy bet to go and get a guy like Allen who is bad in college but has good traits and hope that he turns into something. 99 out of 100 times, I doubt it works out. But because of Allen, you're going to see a lot more GMs and coaches want to take that risk. But yeah, there's your answer as far as Zach Wilson goes. That's why Kuyper was all over Wilson as opposed to Josh Allen. As far as trading with the Bills, the Patriots... Or the Dolphins, yeah, if I felt like it benefited me more than it helped the other team, I'd be willing to do it. It also depends on who we're talking about. If you're sitting there and let's say the Patriots, the Dolphins, or the Bills have the opportunity to jump up for a stud pass rusher or a quarterback. Now, this is probably not going to be the case because those three teams just drafted quarterbacks. I doubt it'll happen anytime soon, but you get the point. Then maybe I'd be a little bit hesitant. But if it's a wide receiver, I'd probably be willing to do it if I felt like it benefited me a lot. Will the trade be a failure for Adams if they don't end up getting what the Dolphins got for Tunsil? No, because that was an insane trade and you can't compare any other trade to how stupid Bill O'Brien and Houston were. That was one of those Herschel Walker type trades that we'll be talking about for a really long time. The trade is a success as long as Joe Douglas maximizes the value and gets really good players out of it. So far, he got Elijah Vera Tucker for essentially that first and third that he got. We'll see what he does with that first rounder next year. If Vera Tucker turns out to be a really good offensive lineman and he gets another really good player with the other Seattle pick, then the Jets will have won the trade because they'd have gotten two good to very good players on cheap rookie deals for five years instead of paying Jamal Adams a ton of money. And does Douglas have to trade back in this upcoming draft? No, I don't think he does. He has plenty of picks. He's got two picks in round one, two picks in round two, and he's got multiple picks throughout the rest of the draft. I don't think he has to trade down. He's got plenty of draft capital if he wants to just use what he has. Okay, so start with the Mel Kuyper thing. Uh, you're you're absolutely right. This the Mel Kuyper's um, criticism of everything, it all is about Darnold. Every single part of it is about Darnold. And the the most absurd part of it is that Mel Kuyper is acting like his original grade on uh, Darnold is just foolproof. Like, it's not possible that he was just wrong on Darnold. Um, but I... This I don't watch a you know I don't watch Mel Kiper I don't listen to Mel Kiper a lot I saw uh, his criticism of it on Twitter but it, it also reminds me of uh, something that they they've pointed out over the years on the Lebetard show with it when it comes to to Stephen A Smith if you watch Stephen A Smith talking about basketball especially in the playoffs time some, he'll go off on the player or rip a team 
And every time he goes fully off on it, if you go back the day before and check, it's because he picked that team or that player to do something good. And then they, they don't make him look good. And then he goes and he spends the whole next day just crushing them. And that's exactly what's happening here. Mel Kuyper is sticking to his stubborn grade on Darnold from three years ago, acting like it's impossible that he could have ever been wrong. And so he thinks that the Jets should have stuck with him. So he is going to slam Zach Wilson pick. It's very transparent and obvious. Like it's, I, it's this isn't even debatable. It's just blatantly true. Um, uh, you, it's very obvious. So that's exactly the, the situation. That's exactly what's happening here. Um, and again, the idea that he his grade is infallible. Uh, we can go through uh, what he was supposed to retire because Jimmy Clausen didn't turn into anything. He, he bet his job on it and he's still around. Um, so this, this is something that he does. Um, it, my recommendation is just for for now and forever, ignore everything you hear from Mike Mel Kiper. <laughs> um, as far as trading down with people in your division, absolutely. I I'm sure I will absolutely do it. it. It's a case by case basis, right? Um, I'm not just saying blanket. Yeah, go ahead and do it. But if I feel that <clears throat> that what I'm trading is going to get me is going to be worth it, then yeah, I'm gonna do it. Um, as you mentioned, like, let's say Miami this year, uh, everything looks good around Miami, but Tua's still struggling. And then, uh, next year they're looking to package all their, some of their picks to move up and get a quarterback. And the, the Jets think, Oh, he's trying to get this quarterback. And they think that that quarterback could actually be really good. Then I'd probably try to shy away from doing that trade. But yeah, if uh, you know, if the Patriots want to trade up for an offensive lineman or a linebacker or a cornerback or whatever, yeah, I'm I'm gonna do that if I feel like I'm getting the correct value back. Um, if if I'd be willing to do a trade with the 49ers or the the Eagles or any team in the NFC, I'm gonna I'm still like most likely gonna be willing to do that trade with the AFC East. Um. And unless it's a quarterback type situation, I'm 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 gonna be okay with that. I'm gonna like what I get back. That's the key component of this. If I'm not just gonna do a trade to do a trade, but if I if man, I really wanna get this guy, or man, I'd really like to have these extra three picks, then I'm probably still gonna do it anyway. Um I I absolutely do not think that they need to that Joe Douglas needs to trade back. They have plenty of draft picks. Um, we have no idea, obviously, who's going to even come out yet, how, what the board's going to look like, where they're picking. So I'm not opposed to trading back. Again, it's, it's all about where value matches up. And if he decides that there's no value here and it'd be better for uh, to trade back, then cool. But there's definitely no reason to force that. I, I, none at all. Um, they, they have plenty of other picks. They, they can sit here and they can keep building going forward. They don't need to acquire that. And then as far as the Jamal part of the equation here, people look at draft, uh, trades uh, slightly differently, but they won that trade to me when the trade was made, point blank period. 
um, because they don't have to pay Jamal and he's not got for just some flashy plays that isn't going to do go a long way to helping you win. Um, getting those draft picks for a box safety is it, that's a win. That's a win, win, win. I do it every time. Um, I know a lot of people say, well, you have to wait to see what they turn the picks into. And I say, no, you don't. Anytime you can trade a box safety for the, that type of haul, you do it. We're not talking about Troy Palomalu here. You do it. Um, so I think they already won that trade. And then, I, you know, they used uh, their third-round pick and the Seattle third-round pick to trade up. And, of course, the, the Seattle first-round pick trade up to Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, that's already going towards a win in my book. If, if Elijah Vera Tucker turns out to be anything close to a pro bowler, I would do Elijah Vera Tucker for Jamal Adams straight up in the situation. You add all those extra pieces and, and yeah, that I'm, I feel confident that at the end of the day that Joe Douglas is going to come out the, the winner in that trade. That's going to wrap up part two of the mailbag. Make sure that you're following Chris on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider and reading his very big deal work over at JetsInsider.com. And check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com. Luke Grant's got an over-under betting guide if you want to get in on the action early and start betting on some of these teams over-under win totals for the 2021 season. And speaking of Luke, he's doing some great work on our YouTube channel right now. Film breakdowns of Elijah Moore, Zach Wilson against Utah. They were the number 11 ranked defense in 2019. So he's got a whole all 22 film review of that particular game. He's got one of Michael Carter as well and so much more. Plus Caleb Pace's commentaries, Pace's playbook. If you haven't subscribed yet, go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you you haven't done that already easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time doesn't cost you any money but it goes a long way to help us out so if you could go ahead and do that for us we'd be quite grateful and for the latest and greatest in new york jets podcasts and content you know where to go that's play like a jet digital and play like a jet.com it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.